Welcome to the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast, where we celebrate the craft of poetry. Each week, we feature interviews with incredible poets and artists, including Olivia Gatwood and A.E. Stallings, and original poetry read by the authors. I'm your host, James Moorhead, poet laureate of Dublin, California, and author of Canvas and Portraits of Red and Gray. On this episode of the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast, I have a very special guest, none other than Mythbusters and Crash Test World star, Carrie Byron. Carrie is also an incredible artist and sculptor who has mastered the explosive technique of black powder to create her paintings. I spoke with Carrie about the black powder technique, how she approached creating the cover art for my book Canvas using black powder, and the cool project she's been working on recently. You're known for your work on TV shows like Crash Test World and Mythbusters, but you are also an artist. What role does creating art play in your life? I think I'm a lifelong artist. My recycle bin was always uh, my craft bin. Um, I've constantly been making little things since I was a kid. I used to take old pantyhose and make dolls. And so I do sculpture all the time. It keeps my hands busy. And uh, on Mythbusters, I had such an incredible shop to work with that I could expand what I would do. So everything from woodwork to clay to molding to metal, I had so much opportunity. And um, of course, uh, kind of an alternative medium has been uh, explosive black powder for me. Yeah, so driving into black powder, describe this art technique, how you got introduced to it. And for someone who's never heard of it, what what's it all about? I hadn't really heard about it until I saw some Chinese artists and I, it was such a great idea because I remember that um, I'd be on set of Mythbusters and, and we'd always have these explosions and my favorite was the detritus left behind from the black powder because, you know, it's it's charcoal, like something that you would draw with, um, but when it's moved quickly with the explosion, it left these little trails behind, especially with the big grains. So uh, I started collecting old black powders, rifle powders, gunpowders, things that people were getting rid of. And um, I started just igniting them on paper to see what would happen. And after a while, I started masking off areas to see if I could leave negative space. And then I'd start, uh, you know, I would take a shadow profile of one of my friends and I would lay that on the paper and explode around it and make these sort of like cameos of people. And then it just kind of progressed from there where I started painting on the explosions. And then um, since I'm somebody who plays with clay a lot, I take this polymer clay that doesn't stick to paper too much. And I would lay it out in squiggly, squiggly lines. So it would leave little holes for the black powder to get into, but it would, it would heat up the polymer clay so I could scrape it off easily, leave negative space, and then still leave a pattern from all of the moving around black powder. So it was, it's, it's become, um, it's become like paint for me. So you've, you've touched on a little bit of this, but creating black powder art requires a lot more planning than people probably realize. So kind of um, how do you plan out what you're going to do and what have you learned through experimentation on how to get the effect you're looking for? Well, art in general for me, since I have less pressure in that I'm not um, somebody who's showing with galleries all the time, I do it for myself. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that the hardest part for me is coming up with the concept of what I want to do and um, 
I see it in my head first. So I walk around for days with what it's going to be. And then once I have kind of an idea, then I start thinking about the black patterns I'm going to lay on it because um, certain types leave black, some leave yellow, um, some are really cool combinations depending on how slow the burn is or how quick an ignition I can get. Um, so I, I uh, it, it, it they all take a different amount of time because it depends on my headspace. Uh, the actual little explosion sometimes doesn't give me what I want because you are trying to control chaos and it's not a medium that is exact. And sometimes I screw everything up and sometimes things catch on fire. And I also have to plan out a little bit of the safety. Uh, for instance, on a foggy, cloudy day, versus a windy day versus a sunny day, the powder is going to react differently. Um, the more you contain an explosion, the bigger the boom. So on foggy days, it's louder and I have to make sure it's while everybody else is at work. <laughs> I, I don't want to disturb the neighbors. It already smells like farts from the sulfur that's burning off. So <laughs> smoky, farty, smelling loud noises do not ingratiate you to the people across the fence. So using uh, the cover of my book as an example, and thanks very much for creating such an amazing uh, book cover. How did you approach kind of that, that request? You know, what, where did you, how did you go through the creative process? It was actually a lot harder for me because I don't usually have a direction I'm going and I wanted to make something for you that was um, palatable for a general audience, meaning less, skeletons and darkness like I usually do and something that was a little more uplifting and that feeling of spoken word and so um, I thought about it for a very long time I definitely wanted to use imagery of somebody with a microphone speaking it um, and I'm, I'm used to putting people in my paintings uh, but the background I added an element that I hadn't used before which was uh, I splashed a bunch of paint in the background to create that splatter pattern because I wanted it to be as if the words were creating um, color and motion and I wanted more than just the black and white I wanted the motion of what poetry is when people are at a poetry slam and you can see that sort of you know uh, just energy coming out of a person so that's why uh, it sparked a much more colorful presentation than I usually do. But then since then, I've been using that same technique in other things that I want to express that same sort of just emotional, um, unspoken kind of feeling into a painting. So for people listening to this, if you're trying to picture all this, Google Carrie Byron Black Powder, and you'll you'll find lots of video clips uh, from her Twitter feed and elsewhere to bring it to life. In in some of the videos you posted, you you kind of show different flavors of black powder being sprinkled in. Um, what role does that play? The different types of black powder that you use. Sometimes I layer it. Sometimes I do them individually. Sometimes I put them in different parts of the painting. Um, there's a real slow igniting old, I've got old powders. I have just found a bunch that people are like throwing out or getting rid of, or, you know, I don't know if they expire, but some of the older stuff just burns at a weird rate. So, um, I use a certain kind of rifle powder when I want a yellowing and I want after the initial explosion to go off, if I want a little bit of a slow burn to leave that yellowing of the paper. So, um, I've just, I've gotten a feel for it at this point. I think it's like anything 
anything else you mess around with a bunch yeah you know you know how to caramelize an oven onion in the kitchen i know how to caramelize a piece of watercolor paper out in my backyard well you did this recently you did this beautiful uh painting for the explorer kickstarter which uh did something that i hadn't seen you do before where you use some i guess two by fours to channel it as opposed to uh, you know cylinders to channel it was that the first time you approached it that way or is that something you've done before I've definitely done it before. Um, I've used anything that I can find around my garage or the old Mythbusters workshop to mask things off. And and I've, I've done a lot of experiments and I have piles and piles of papers. And generally, I've given away all of my art to friends. So maybe, maybe you'll see it again when somebody shows their collection. But uh, I wanted to create something for Explore that uh, I wanted it to be both about global citizenry. So um, I'm obsessed with antique compasses. So I added a old tattoo looking compass to the middle and I wanted to express that it was also, uh, you know, our platform is showing videos and film and that's something I went to school for and I love. So a piece of old film is, is what I wanted to channel the black powder across. So that's what I was using the two by fours with. And of course I have this thing with butterflies because when I was, uh, it started when I was trekking in Nepal when I was 23 and I was in the mountains for like 14 days in the Himalayas and I, you know, I would, did not train for that. <laughs> so when things would get really, really hard and I thought I was going to give up, it just seemed like the universe was sending me signs. These two little butterflies would kind of tussle up the path. And I, I just, I started to look for them and maybe I was just noticing them because I was looking for them, but I started thinking of butterflies as my guide. And so whenever I'm trying to move into new things that are difficult, like, I don't know, launching a media company, uh, <laughs> I think about butterflies. So in that particular picture, the butterflies were supposed to be me and Jenny Bukos, who want to be butterflies for kids looking for inspiration into um, their, their edutainment as we like to call it. So that is a perfect lead into my last question, which is when you're not creating black powder, uh, what are you working on? I'm working on a lot of things. You'd be surprised. I'm, I'm both on the board of the California Global Education Network and, of course, Explore, which is the media company that we are launching, um, which I also host a show called Crash Test World on, which, and I'm also EPing a bunch of shows that will be appearing on our platform, which is a subscription-based, high-quality, short-format video almost like Netflix for education, which there's a home version, which just has amazing content for parents to let their kids see, um, and a classroom version that comes with lesson plans that are written by World Savvy. So I see my kid, man. She's on TikTok all the time. She's looking at video after video after video. I just want to give kids something healthier, better to inspire them. But I also want it to be really entertaining. So um, I'm taking a cue from Mythbusters. We were using classrooms for decades as a little snippet of it would be a science lesson. And I love the teachers were doing that. So this platform is kind of harnessing that kind of energy so that Man, kids have had a hard time. I want to give them something that inspires them. Teachers have had a hard time. I want to give them something that assists them, you know, lesson plans that they can use. Anyway, that's the long explanation uh, for I'm just very excited. So I get really emotional about it. But um, yeah, it's explore, E-X-P-L-R-media.com. Home version, classroom version. It's launched. Go check it out. 
Perfect. Well, thank you very much. And there'll be lots of links in the uh, show notes. It was so cool having a chance to talk with Carrie. In addition to the original black powder art Carrie created for the cover of my book, Canvas, she also offered several of her black powder paintings to accompany poetry in the book. One of her paintings in particular, We the People, inspired the poem Powder, which I'll read to close this episode. Powder by James Moorhead. Fingertips stained by pistol powder, piled, burying brushstrokes. You twist the fuse wires, tucking them snug, awaiting batteries spark. When you ignite the powder, time distorts, a blinding flash of flame and smoke, a metal tube focusing flying detritus from train reactions fury. When fire cools, steam drifts away, scorched canvas revealed. You delicately carve the soot-soaked clay unveiling a tattered flag. Transfixed by blackened brushstrokes, delicate lines and flame, I savor the lingering scent of scorched powder. The Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast is written and produced by James Moorhead. You can follow me on Twitter at Dublin Ranch, subscribe to the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast, and follow us on viewlesswings.com or on Instagram at viewlesswings.com.